Welcome back to Hold Fast, where we have biblical truths for daily battles. My name is Kenny. I am the host of the podcast, and today we're going to dive into the very easy, non-controversial topic of marriage. Um, and I want to I want to talk about this because uh, even though this may not apply to every single person that listens to this, uh, I think it's a pretty good chance that it applies to a lot of you. Um, and maybe you're listening to this and you're currently single, but you're hoping that one day the Lord does bless you with a spouse. Um, and so I think that this is a pretty safe bet that it applies to a lot of us. And certainly those of us who are married, this is a daily battle. Um, and maybe maybe you say a strong amen to that because you're in a season of your marriage right now that just feels like every moment is a battle and tension between you and your spouse. And um, I've just kind of been in a point in my life where a few weddings are coming up. I've had the privilege to officiate a wedding recently, and I've got, uh, I think, two more at least coming up in the somewhat near future. And so I've been thinking about this a lot, obviously, and and counseling with couples leading up to marriage and, and all of the, the stuff that goes along with that. And I thought, man, this is something that could be really helpful for the podcast. So I want to go to the really one of the, the standard passages in the Bible that talk about marriage. Um, and I want to just make a few points. I want to I want to be practical with this. I want to give you some things that that hopefully as soon as you're done listening to this, you can go and actually put into practice in your marriage. Um, but I want to be biblical. I want to I want to I want to talk about what the word says about this. Um, and I'm probably going to say some things that, that are really hard to hear. I'm probably going to say some things that you don't really want to do, but I'm asking you as always to, to ask yourself is what's being said. Um, does it line up with scripture? Is this what God would have you do as a husband, as a wife in your marriage? And if so, then it's time to lay aside your pride and walk, walk, uh, in a way that's pleasing to the Lord in your marriage. Um, now, as with everything, this is not even going to be close to exhaustive. There's so many ways that we can take this passage in Ephesians 5 and talk about marriage. Um, but these are some of the things that that most often come up in counseling with couples. Um, these are some of the things that I talk about even when I'm officiating a wedding. Um, and so these are some of the first things, again, not, not all of the foundational things, not all of the important things, but these are the ones that do seem to come up more often than others, um, as I said, when I'm counseling and even when I am officiating weddings. So let's go to Ephesians chapter 5. And I always encourage you, if you're listening to the podcast, and you can, um, if you're not driving or like riding a lawnmower right now, operating heavy machinery, I don't know what that would be, but if you if you can safely do it, get your copy of the Bible and open it up. Um, I read from the English Standard Version of the Bible. Um, that's my primary translation that I like to use. Um, but if you can't, just listen to the words of Scripture as we read them together. So Ephesians 5, let's start in verse 22. Wives... Submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, his body, and is himself its Savior. Now as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit in everything to their husbands. Let's pause here and talk to the wives just as Paul just did. Now, I know that even reading that passage causes some people to kind of get on edge a little bit, right? I mean, there are there are pastors and, and Christians who avoid this these few verses like the plague because we have 
for many reasons. I mean, first of all, we, we have a natural tendency as sinners to rebel against God and his authority and what he's told us to do. Um, but also I think that we, many of us have a misunderstanding of what it means for a wife to submit to their husbands. Um, a few of the things that it does not mean, first of all, it does not mean that the wife gets to boss and bully their wives around. That is evil and sinful and wicked. It does not mean that the, that husbands get to run the home as a dictatorship where, where what they say goes, they never listen to their wives. Matter of fact, uh, husbands are commanded elsewhere in scripture to live with our wives in an understanding way. And if we don't do that, if we don't serve them and love them and have understanding towards them, Peter says that God won't even hear your prayer. Okay, so let's not let's not turn this into something that it's not. Okay, when Paul says wives submit to your own husbands as to the Lord, yes, submission is being taught here, and I'm not trying to lessen that or water that down, but let's be clear about what it's not. It's not a dictatorship. It's not this authoritarianism that husbands get to just yield over their wives. We'll talk about what husbands actually have to do in just a minute, but for now, let's talk to the wives. Submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. All the way back in Genesis, when Adam and Eve fell into sin, God promised that there would be this tension in marriage where where the wives seek to want to lord over and rule over their husbands, but the husband uh, will will have dominion over them. And 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 this is a part of a part of the part of the fall is that that there's going to be this power struggle in marriages, and Christ has commanded that the husband is the head of the home that the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church. This does not mean in any way, shape, or form that wives are less than husbands. They are perfectly equal in dignity and value and worth, both created by God in that way. There is no difference or distinction in their worth before God. There is no distinction or difference in, in, in how much they matter in the marriage, but there are different roles. And the wife is commanded to submit to the husband. And Paul goes, I mean, he, he kind of hammers his home. He doesn't just make a statement and move on. He says, look, the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, which means wives, when you submit to your husbands, ultimately you're not, you're, 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 your ultimate submission is not to your husband, it's to Christ. And Christ has set your husband uh, as a spiritual authority over you in that way. Again, not to lord over, not to abuse in any way, but to serve and to love and to care for, as we'll see. But he has, Christ has set your husband over you to submit to his leadership. A couple of things that this means. This means, for example, when when you and your husband are are debating an issue in your marriage with your kids in your life, and and you've you've tried to to search the scriptures together, and you're trying to talk about what the right decision is, and both of you have a different opinion about what should be done, and neither of those opinions come in, come into conflict with scripture. In other words, in other words, whether what you want to do or what your husband wants to do, no matter what, no matter uh, in both of those situations, excuse me, they're both they're both biblical. Neither of them are sinful, but you just, you're at an impasse. I mean, we have these all the time, right? We have situations and decisions that need to be made that we, we, we differ on what we should do, but neither of us have a sinful decision in mind. So what do we do? Who makes that call? The husband makes the call in a situation like that. And you go, well, that means the husband always gets what he wants. No, because if the husband's doing what he's supposed to do that we'll talk about in just a minute, he's going to often submit to what his wife wants to do over what he wants to do far more often than not. But it does give that responsibility and that authority to the husband and, it, and, and Christ tells wives, submit to your husband in that. 
Just as your husband is called sometimes to love you by, by, uh, by choosing what you want in those situations over what he wants, so also you are called to submit to the authority that God's given him in that moment. If your husband is, is uh, seeking to lead you away from Christ, you have every right to not to submit to his leadership because your submission is only commended to you insofar as he is submitting to Christ, insofar as he is leading you toward Christ. This, also, this passage also, by the way, does not mean that, that all men have authority over all women. This is, this is specifically said to wives, you are to submit to your husbands as to the Lord. Not to all men, but to your husband as you submit to the Lord. And so it's a very unpopular teaching, and there's a lot of ways to flesh this out. We just don't have time, as always, to get to it all, but this is an important topic. And, and, and I believe that, that it's important because in order to see your home established in a godly and biblical way, wives, a part of your role in that is to submit to your husband as to the Lord and to submit joyfully in that. Pastors don't often like to talk about this. Christians don't like to talk about this, but it's in the word. And this is, this is a part, wives, this is, one of, the, this is the, the way, one of the ways that you get to put the gospel on display in your marriage just as the church submits to Christ. Wives are to submit to their husbands. You put the gospel on display when you do this. It's a beautiful thing. And let's not treat submission as this negative thing. Jesus, even though this is a, this is a truth that we can't fully comprehend, the Son, Jesus, submitted, submitted himself to the will of the Father. Now, they are, both Jesus and the Father are God, right? We believe in the triune God, one in being, three persons. But in some way that we can't fully comprehend and understand, it is very clear in Scripture that the Son has submitted to the Father. So submission is not a bad thing. Submission does not lessen or diminish your value in any way, shape, or form. It doesn't mean your opinion doesn't matter. It doesn't mean that your opinion even matters less than your husband's. It just means that the husband has been called to ultimately lead the family. Now, husbands, Paul says this to you, starting in verse 25. Husbands, love your wives. And that word for love there is the word for agape, this unconditional love, as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her that he may sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word, so that he might present the church to himself in splendor without spot or wrinkle or any such thing, that she might be holy and without blemish. In the same way, husbands should love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself, for no one has ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it just as Christ does the church because we are members of his body. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife. The two shall become one flesh. This mystery is profound, and I'm saying that it refers to Christ and the church. However, let each of you love his wife as himself and let the wife see that she respects her husband. Um, so much to unpack there, but let's just kind of park here for a minute, really in that first thought that Paul gives. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church. What a calling. It's been said often, this is not new with me. I'm not going to be the first person to see this or suggest this. But a lot of times we like to focus on, wow, it's a, it's a, it's a high calling for wives to submit to their husbands. That can't always be easy. And no, it's not. And yes, that is a high calling. But, but wow, what a high calling as well for husbands to love their wives as Christ has loved the church. This is the kind of husband that wives are called to submit to, the kind of husband that loves them as Christ loved the church. 
Not the kind of husband who's just a good, natural-born leader, but the, but the one who submits to Christ, the one who loves his wife as Christ has loved the church, giving himself up for her, sanctifying her, washing her with the word. And, and by the way, this is where the husband's authority over the wife comes into play. A husband's authority over his wife ultimately is a is spiritual in nature. It doesn't mean that if you know the the wife wants to get a, a pink toothbrush, that the husband gets to look at her and go, "No, you need to get a, a purple toothbrush." And I understand that's a ridiculous illustration, but you get what I'm saying. The husband doesn't have authority over every sphere of his wife in that way. He has a spiritual authority over her in that his responsibility as a husband is to wash her with the word to cleanse her, to sanctify her, to lead her spiritually, to make her more like Christ. As he himself pursues Christ, as he himself seeks to be sanctified, he is called to love and cherish his wife in that way, to present her to Christ as holy and blameless, to make her more beautiful, to serve her, to love her, to make sure that everything that he does is about her spiritual development, about her getting her closer to Christ. Because ultimately, marriage is not about your happiness as much as it is about your holiness, and happiness is certainly in marriage. It's a, a beautiful part of marriage. God gives us great joy in our marriages. But it's ultimately about your holiness. And husbands, your first and foremost job is to love your wives as Christ has loved the church. And yes, in that, as a good godly husband, you seek to provide for her, to protect her, to care for her, to, to, to make sure that you're doing all the things that husbands are supposed to do, yes, but ultimately your ultimate role and goal as a husband is to love her as Christ has loved the church, to make her holy, to lead her spiritually. Husbands, are you doing this? Let me be the first to admit that I fall far short in this. Let me kind of step back and slow down for a minute and just kind of share my own perspective and my own heart as a husband. It's interesting as a pastor because, you know, I never want my family to feel like I'm, you know, reading the Bible with them and praying with them just because I'm the pastor and that's what the pastor's supposed to do. I never want them to feel like like they, they have to have this different standard because I've been called by the Lord to step into this role of pastor. And sometimes that leads to sinfulness on my part and neglecting to lead my family as I should. It's a struggle. We're not perfect in this. I'm, I'm, I'm so far from perfect in this. I, I often forget and neglect my role as a husband to lead my wife as I should. And, and I'm, I'm, I, that's not easy or fun for me to admit that, but it's true. And I, I want to be better at that, and I strive to be better at that. But this is our role. Men, this is our role for our wives is to love them as Christ has loved the church, to lead them spiritually, to make them more like Christ. And I can promise you, if you are married to a godly wife, that's what she wants from you. She needs you to lead her in that way. Again, not because she's less than you. She's probably more spiritual than you are, right? This, this has nothing to do, Paul is not saying that the husbands are always more spiritual than their wives and they're always wiser than their wives. No, we can all testify to the fact that our wives typically are more spiritual than us and wiser than we are. And yet we've still been given this role and this responsibility as husbands to love our wives in this way, to lead them, to point them to Christ. Not because you're some rock star of, of a guy who can just expound the scriptures beautifully and, and, and precisely and 
because you're, you're just amazing at leading in family devotion time, but because this is the role God has given you. Step into it. A lot of husbands don't step into this role because they go, oh, you know, I'm, I'm just not very smart. I'm not very good at, at, at leading family devotions, and I don't understand everything in the scriptures. Paul didn't ask you any of that. Paul just said, love your wives as Christ has loved the church. Wash her in the word. Read the word with her. Study it with her. Be willing, be willing when you don't know something to even learn from her in the sense that she might understand a biblical passage in a way that you don't and, 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 and serve her by listening to her and lead her by listening to her and lead her by, by pursuing the word together. But you are the one who initiates. You are the one who leads in this. Teach your children the word. Make sure that you're pouring into them, that family discipleship is happening in the homes, husbands and wives for that matter. If you're waiting until Sunday church for a Sunday school teacher or a volunteer to teach your kids the scriptures, you, you cannot be shocked and surprised when they grow up to walk away from the scriptures. This has to be normative in our homes where we are husbands loving our wives and our families enough to wash them in the word, to value their holiness over everything else. And yes, in that, provide for them and have fun and, and all of these things as a family, but, but let's understand our roles as husbands and wives, wives to submit to their husbands, husbands to love your wives as Christ has loved the church. And then I read this earlier, but I want to read this section one more time, verses 31 through 33. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. There's so much in there, and as a side note, and it's not a side note because it's not important, but it's a side note because it's not the main part of this discussion. Paul is clear here, quoting from Jesus, who quoted from Genesis, that it is a man who marries a woman. This is the one flesh union of marriage, man and woman, one man, one woman, in the covenant of marriage. Man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife. I love that phrase. Not just because it's the name of my podcast, but, but, but to hold fast to your wife, to lead her in strength and, and, and humility and dignity and with respect and with understanding and with gentleness, to hold fast to your wife and the two shall become one flesh. Husbands and wives, you are not your own. First and foremost, you belong to Christ. And then after that, in this life, you belong to your spouse. Scripture's clear on that. And people say, you know, marriage is hard because, you know, I've got my life and he or she has their life and we're trying to just do these two separate lives together somehow. That, that's not marriage. Marriage is you both giving up the lives you once had for a life together as one flesh. I'm not saying, please, uh, maybe I shouldn't have to give a disclaimer all the time, but, but I'm going to here. I'm not saying that you shouldn't have your interests and she has her interests. Absolutely, that's a good and healthy thing. Have friends and, and you don't have to do, spend every waking moment together. I'm not saying any of that. But your life is not your own. Your body is not your own. You belong first and foremost, yes, to Christ, but then to your spouse. Because this thing called marriage ultimately is not about you. It's not about you, husband. It's not about you, wife. It is about Christ. Paul says this mystery is profound, and I'm saying that it refers to Christ and the church. That's what marriage is for. Marriage is not an eternal thing. Jesus is clear. We will not marry nor be given in marriage in the kingdom. 
Because when we enter into the kingdom, the thing that marriage was pointing to will be fully realized. We will be with our bridegroom, Christ. We will be with him for eternity. And this picture of marriage will no longer be necessary. It's a beautiful thing. It's an amazing thing. It is a treasured thing instituted by God himself. But it is not eternal. What's eternal is Christ. And so our marriage is supposed to point to him. Our marriage is supposed to lead us to him. If you think the marriage is all about having, having security and comfort and happiness in this life, you're missing out. <laughs> Not only are you doing it wrong, but you're missing out is what I want you to understand. I want you to know that if, you, if you're listening to this podcast today and your marriage is just all about you get up, you go to work, you take the kids, you do your thing, you go to bed and you just try to have a good life together. Take some vacations, save up for retirement and have a good life. If that's what marriage is to you, you are missing out. That's not the point of marriage The point of marriage is to experience the joy of Christ in your marriage by making it about him, by pursuing Christ together. Wives submitting to your husbands in that, husbands leading your wives in that. These are the roles that God has set up in our marriages. This is how your marriage is gonna flourish is by stepping into those roles. I'm gonna have to stop here because I've already gone a little bit over time that I normally like to. Um, If this is a topic that you want me to cover more on, I would love to. Um, I am the furthest thing from an expert on these things. I'm the furthest thing from, from the best example for you to look to on these things, but I certainly hope that it's helpful and encouraging to uh, for us to walk through this together. So if you would love to hear more on marriage, please let me know. You can email me at kennyroberts at missionwaychurch.org, kennyroberts at missionwaychurch.org. I'm, I'm willing to talk all things marriage, parenting, whatever would be helpful to you, um, or if there's something that I didn't mention, whatever you would like us to talk about or for me to talk talk about on the podcast, email me and let me know. But this has been another episode of Hold Fast. Um, Know that I always pray that this is an encouragement to you, that it's practical and helpful. I hope to be back next week with another episode. God bless.